Namaste. ಓಂ ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನ್ನವಧೀತಮಸ್ತಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಭದ್ರಂಕರ್ಣೇಭಿಶೃಣಿಯಾಮದೇವಾ ಭದ್ರಂ ಪಶ್ಯೇಮಾಕ್ಷರ್ಯಜತ್ರ ಸ್ಥಿರೈರಂಗೈಸ್ತುಷ್ಟುವಾಗಂ ಸಸ್ತನೂಭಿ ವ್ಯಶೇಮ ದೇವಹಿತೈಯದಾಯು ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ಇಂದ್ರೋ ವೃದ್ಧಶ್ರವಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ಪೂಷಾ ವಿಶ್ವೇದ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ಸ್ತಾಕ್ಷ್ಯೋ ಅರಿಷ್ಟನೇಮಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿನೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿರ್ದಾತು ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಸೊ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿಂಗ್ ಆಶ್ವಲಾಯನಾಸ್ ರಿಫ್ಲೆಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಆಶ್ವಲಾಯನ ಗುಡ್ ಸೊ ನೋಬಡಿ ಸೆಟ್ ಟೀಚರ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಲೇಟರ್ ಹಿ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಅ ಟೀಚರ್ ಫೇಮಸ್ ಸೇಜ್ but right now we are catching him soon after he finished you know his one month course <laughs> yeah and in those days things were not written down they were all oral so he is orally giving his reflections yeah verbally he is sharing his reflections and that to what kind of reflections you know beautiful reflections like i said there is a there is a twofold purpose for the reflection one is that you know as long as you don't talk about something you don't know if it's clear or not yeah you go away thinking i understand everything you know all it takes is to meet one more person outside of class oh so what did you do for this whole month <laughs> they have to just ask one question you know i have not seen you i have not heard from you every time you are sitting in front of the computer and uh, what are you doing you know and you can't explain also and there are two reasons why you cannot explain because most people don't have the value for this knowledge if you say i went for one month to hawaii and came back then there is lots to you know share you know there is lot of things to share hawaii is a very good thing 
and everybody can relate oh did you go to this island did you go to there did you have fun what did you do how did you spend your day you know can you give me some tips i think i should also go there and then you can show that i am i have a tan because i went to hawaii here is the tan to prove it correct yeah so like this there is because there is some common things with with people so it's very easy to talk about all the things in the universe which are other than you really speak very easy this is something which is very important it's so easy to talk about every experience everything that's other than you really speaking that's why when it comes to you even the word how are you is always answered with the answer fine how are you fine don't ask other questions don't go you know don't probe that fine you know how fine is fine don't ask yeah because then i'll have to ask another question and what is that other question how much time do you have to find out really how i am doing you know and so therefore anything that is about oneself even though one wants to talk about it it's not very easy to talk about there are cultural codes and there are all these things and then when it comes to self knowledge it's even worse why because nobody knows what this self knowledge is and what you are going to get out of it one month you have spent kya mila what did you get you know <laughs> no the certificate is coming yeah you know <laughs> tomorrow it will be given so yeah you can hang that on the wall look at it you know but other people are going to say what you got you know one piece of paper 8 and a half by 11 you know and uh, so it is very difficult to talk about in any case because people don't have the value for it and that's the reason people don't you know people feel uncomfortable you know reflecting on this knowledge because there is not a, there is not a place for reflection other people in the family and in the house will say i'm sick of brahman talk about other things you know i don't want to hear about your brahman yeah don't bore me with all this this is what you know usually this is what happens you know and so that is you know that is one reason why this is not talked about and i like i said unless it is spoken of one doesn't know the depth of how much one has been moved one doesn't know the depth of one's own clarity and one doesn't know what are the parts that are unclear so that they can be rectified so therefore when you start to discuss you know then immediately if anybody says what did you learn today then you you, you become very diplomatic uh, i think you should attend the afternoon class you will also get an idea <laughs> that hesitation is because one is unsure of what one has gained in a certain sense not even what one has gained what one has understood and therefore this reflective process which is very uh, which is uh, very unique it is unique to the you know vedic tradition because in other places you know it's just a matter of belief god is there okay god lives in heaven okay so you have to you have to believe this and you have to believe this god and then you have some you know sins original sin etc and uh, you have to take care of that okay how do i take care of that by going to heaven and by declaring 
that one is saved. But why? Why can't I take care of it here? No, you cannot take care of it here. So this is all belief based. But here it's not based on belief. There are certain things that are based on belief, especially those that come in the first portion of the Veda. The second portion of the Veda is a matter of cognition, understanding. And so the reflection here gains a real importance because it shows the, the non-separation between the student and the teacher. The whole thing is a fantastic paradox. It's a setup. The Upanishads and the Veda, which are the means of knowledge, are they Satyam or Mithya? They are Mithya. Yeah. They are not Satyam. They are also dependent upon Brahman. Okay. So then uh, what about the student? Mithya. The status of the student. What about the teacher? Mithya. Mithya teacher. Mithya student. <laughs> Mithya text. You know. Mithya division between the Mithya teacher and the Mithya student and the Mithya text. This becomes the antidote. For this huge thing of samsara arnava, he is going to say, samsara arnava tarakam, the, the ocean of samsara. Arnava means ocean. So this is, how am I going to cross the ocean of samsara in a mithya boat? You know, with the mithya boatman, mithya boatman is teacher who is ferrying you <laughs> across. <laughs> and the oars are the Upanishads, correct? Yeah. So they are, you know, they are churning the water to make way and slowly the boat is going on the other side of the shore. This side is Ajnanam, that side is self-knowledge. So you are crossing the slowly, slowly the river or ocean, whatever it is. And the boatman, so you have Mithya boat, Mithya boatman and how the question then arises, how am I going to cross this horrible ocean you are giving me a Mithya boat? Well, it works. Why? Because the ocean is also Mithya. Yes. Yaksharupo Balihi. There is one saying, you know. Balihi means the, the, the offering, the sacrifice that is done. Some naivedyam is bhoga, is called balihi. Bhog, chadhana, you know, you call it. It is called balihi. Yaksharupa balihi means that the bali, the, the offering is in keeping with the celestial, yaksha means celestial, the celestial deity that is invoked. And this is true here also. Like sometimes, you know, people get very excited about building temples and then they have this huge murti, the, the manifestation, you know. They want 10 foot because they want to see Bhagavan as, as bigger than them. And then what, what they will do, you know, they will build it and make all these things. And then when the time comes for offering, you cannot give this big manifestation of Bhagavan a small handful of peanuts here you take. No. <laughs> in fact, all this is laid out in the Agama Shastra, you know. How much to, to give because the prana pratishtha has been done. The prana has been, you know, invoked in that particular form. One is not worshipping the form. One is worshipping Bhagavan. But the form is the medium. And so the, the medium of invocation. So the objects of invocation have to be in keeping with the 
you know the 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 objects used to invoke have to be in keeping with the size of the the form that is invoked that is what is called yaksharupa balihi so here also in order to cross mithya ocean you don't need a real boat correct yeah you need a mithya boat mithya hunger mithya boat mithya food mithya student mithya teacher and so this this reflection this reflective process this self reflexive process here is called nididhyasana it is a repetition of the teaching making it one's own not a repetition so much but more of an assimilation the the student here ashvalayana is assimilating aloud what is this you know what is this knowledge and what has been gained so the first you know i said there two purposes are served so the first purpose that is served is that you know atmagnyanam dridi bhavet dridi bhavet means it becomes more um, deeply understood and ensconced in the heart it goes deeper the assimilation of this goes deeper so therefore it is important to reflect and because in the process of reflection then you say no 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 i i thought i understood this but that's not what it is it is this and when you correct yourself then you have already kind of shifted from one line of thinking and one kind of a way of habitual orientation to coming closer to to understanding the truth of oneself assimilating the truth of oneself but supposing if one were to say like even ashvala and i if somebody somebody was very evolved and if one were to say everything is crystal clear to me it's as clear as the crystal and i don't need all these reflections i don't need to reflect even then the reflection is encouraged why because your reflection can help other people yeah and you know the the, the truth is this that you only get one fourth of the knowledge from the teacher what one month i spent only to get one fourth <laughs> yeah one fourth you get from the teacher and then you know the other fourth they say you get by yourself when you know when you're contemplating oh but i don't contemplate okay when you're standing under the shower why under the shower because the brain cells are getting a massage yeah <laughs> blood flow is increasing hot water is falling so when you are standing under the shower then suddenly when you know like that like that 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 buoyancy uh, person you know that eureka moment arrives yeah so archimedes and so you know like that you just sort of get something and then you think it's new but then you go back and look at your notes it was already there mm-hmm. so how come did i not listen no you listened but that that was then this is now the listening is you are recalling it by yourself without the help of the notes and then you think it is brand new but then it's already there in the notes and that means that you are connecting to the teachings in a very deep way so you know that kind of a so so one fourth is given by the guru the knowledge one fourth you get by yourself and one fourth you get from sahapathis from the guru bhais guru sisters and guru behens guru sisters and guru brothers 
which is all the people here taking the class and therefore in this internet medium where you know you only see the names you don't you know you don't know who else is there only good feeling is when you see you know 30 other names you don't feel 40 names 30 names when you see you don't feel like you're wasting your time that's the good thing <laughs> you feel like okay they are getting something out of it if not today i will also get something out of it so the one fourth you get from other students so therefore the, the reflections mutually help one another and we'll read many of some of you have sent it and i encourage the others who haven't sent to send it by this uh, by tonight so that you know we can read them tomorrow there, there is something beautiful about that because everybody feels you know that you can learn something from each other that is the that is the idea then final fourth what about that three quarters we have covered correct yeah one fourth from the teacher one fourth standing under the shower <laughs> one fourth through the interacting with other students what about the final fourth no, grace from Ishwara, yes, but it is expressed in time it will come. You cannot force it to come right now. Okay. Yeah, and the greater the grace, the quicker it will come, true. But kalena vindati, you know, it, it comes in time. So, so, therefore, the second purpose of the reflection is to, is to be able to interact with the other students and, and thereby, you know, increase the depth of assimilation and and that is the second purpose this the, the third purpose or the two a and b you can take to be connected to that is to inspire others even if you are completely clear of what you have gained it is important to allow others to be inspired by your words so therefore it is important to reflect and so you know in in uh, in other upanishads usually the reflection will last only one verse the student is getting up before getting up prostrates in front of the teacher and says krita krityoham dhanyoham punaf punaha etc i i my life is made thank you very much and that reflection is only one mantra long here we are treated to a whole process of ashvalayana's rendition of the upanishads and this makes the you know we are inspired by his reflection and we use the reflection to repeat, to see the, the knowledge being imbibed by the student. And when we study his reflection, we are actually studying the Upanishad. That's why it is part of the Upanishad. Okay. So he, we've already studied the first, you know, reflection, which is talking about the three states of experience, which are what? Sushupti, Jagrat, Swapna, Shushupti. These are the, and in English, waking, dream and sleep. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the waking, dream and uh, sleep, even though one identifies as the waker, dreamer and sleeper, one is actually, I explained yesterday, buying a timeshare. <laughs> yeah. Timeshare into the waking state. You don't own the waking state and you are not the waking state. Why? Because you are inhabiting the waking state. Like a holiday goer inhabits the waking state. I'm sorry, the, 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 the particular cottage or place, timeshare, condominium. You are inhabiting the dream state. 
just like the person who is going to another holiday uh, you know also inhabits the dream state correct yeah and not the dream state the cottage or whatever it is and you are inhabiting the sleep state like you inhabit one more timeshare so who are you you are the visitor the timeless visitor who visits these time bound places called the waking state sleeping state yeah because the waking state can be measured correct yeah you can measure from sunrise to sunset this is my waking state and who who is the one who measures the one who measures is immeasurable beyond measure ha huh? otherwise you cannot measure anything that you are measuring everything shows that you are beyond measure the one who is measuring is the timeless observer who does who is beyond measure so the timeless i inhabits the time bound states and thinks itself to be bound because identifies with those very states this is what ashvalayana is saying it's beautiful because the timeless i buys into these time shares and they become the source of the so called bondage and therefore knowing that i am just a visitor the timeless visitor that not only visits these states but upholds these states and these states so first first level let us look at this knowledge in uh, according to certain levels so first level basic level understanding for everybody should be that the timeless visitor is as though inhabiting these time bound states if you understand this you are already well on your way to understanding this uh, you know the the rest of the points so that is at the very basic level of understanding that i the timeless one is inhabiting all states which are time bound by time and second level of understanding is that because i am inhabiting these time bound states and because i do not have self knowledge i get identified with those particular states so while waking i th- i say i am waker waker is me i am waker this is a mistake waker is me but i am not the waker yeah so i get identified with those particular states like it happens sometimes even in theater and even in the you know if one is uh, shooting for some very intense film based on historical things like the holocaust or something like that the actors also who who are otherwise just paid actors and they are just coming and making up on the set and everything but it could be possible that they forget themselves correct mm-hmm. yeah they forget themselves in the moment because the, the, the film is so difficult and it's it's talking about the destruction of uh, so many people it's talking about holocaust it's talking about genocide and then the p- people forget themselves and identify with the the pain of the film momentarily correct yeah so this is what happens to the actor who is the actor atma is the as though actor here who acts as the waker who acts as the dreamer who acts as the sleeper and then because one doesn't know the truth of this one identifies with the waker just like the actor is identifying with the role one identifies as it were with the waker and comes to grief because the waking person's problems become the atma's problem because one doesn't know the difference one is unable to see the difference so therefore the first level of understanding is that i am the timeless i 
that is visiting these time bound spa spaces called waking, dream and sleep. This is what one has to say every morning, really. I am the timeless I, I am just enter, uh, I am just migrating from the sleep state to the waking state. And so this is what one has to understand this. So this is the first level of understanding. Second level of understanding, if this is clear, then we can proceed a little more. And in this second level of understanding, I am the timeless I that is visiting the time bound states, number one. Number two, the timeless I has not only given rise to the waking state, but to the entire waking world. The timeless I as though, from this timeless I alone as though, has come the entire sleep state and the sleeping unmanifest world. From the timeless I alone has, as it were, emerged the dream state and the manifesting potential of Bhagavan. Everything is non-separate from this I. So first level of understanding is, I am timeless, I am visiting the time-bound states. Second level of understanding is that the time-bound state, who is responsible for that? My, the timeless I is as though manifesting the time-bound states at the individual and the collective levels. Understood? Yeah. Then if you have understood this, then you can go deeper, you know. And then you can go to level 3, you know. And what is this level 3? Very interesting, you know. Yeah. That knowing myself as the timeless I. When I know myself as the timeless I, a miracle happens because I am no longer bound by the time-bound states and by the time-bound individual roaming around in the time-bound states as it were. Because I know I am timeless and I know I am visiting and it's not enough to know I am visiting. I should know that I own everything. Everything as it were is upheld by that same I. So where do I place the I? I place the I in that Satchit Ananda, the limitless consciousness. That is where I place the I. There is no other place for this I. And so that shift has to happen. One who is bound by the waker, dreamer, sleeper. That's not the I that we are talking about. The one who feels bound. We are talking of the one who is naturally free. And that free one, you know, sarva bandhaihi pramuchyate. This, this is the final understanding. That because I have the authorship of the whole universe. And this takes a little time to assimilate that. With shraddha it is assimilated. And the connection between having the authorship of the whole states at the collective and the individual levels and freedom from sorrow, this is a very big thing. What is the connection? Because if everything is non-separate from me, then nothing has the power to hurt me, to, to, to trouble me. Correct? And the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad says, Dvaitadhi bhayam bhavati. Dvaita means what? Oneness, correct? No, no. duality. <laughs> dvaitat he, dvaitat from, uh, from duality, because of duality, fifth case, bhayam bhavati. Fear happens because of duality. Duality is responsible for fear. So if there is even the slightest duality, another Upanishad continues on the same note. Taitri Upanishad. Udaram antaram kurute 
अथ तस्म भवती उत अरम अंतरम कुरुते इफ द पर्सन मेक्स इवन ए स्लिवर ऑफ अ डिफरेंस बिटवीन वन सेल्फ एंड द नेक्स्ट इमीडिएटली वन गोज इनटू फियर मोड या सो फियर इज अ ब्लेसिंग ऑफ अज्ञानम व्हाट इज अज्ञानम व्हाट काइंड ऑफ अज्ञानम सेल्फ इग्नोरेंस या बिकॉज़ द सेल्फ बीइंग एवरीथिंग यू कैन नॉट अफोर्ड टू बी इग्नोरेंट ऑफ द सेल्फ you can afford to be ignorant of chinese language or chinese food it doesn't matter but you cannot be afford to be ignorant of the self because the self is the one that upholds everything that is manifest as everything and so if you don't know the basic thing that upholds this entire universe then you don't know anything correct and that is why in the bhuma vidya chapter of the chandogya upanishad sanat kumara the teacher laughs at narada narada says so hum sho shochami so hum shochami i am this fellow i am crying i am sad and then uh, sanat kumara says what is it that you know please tell me so that you know the teacher should know what you already know correct you know uh, how many classes you have attended so should we begin with uh, jagrat swapna sushupti or <laughs> should we go at another level we have to see but here the student you know narada says i know rigveda janami ham rigved you know what do you know rigveda yajurveda rigvedam janami yadur yajurvedam janami atharva veda i know samaveda i know shiksha kalpa vyakarana he didn't say vyakarana kya karna you know he didn't say that <laughs> so <laughs> he studied vyakaranam you know and viruktam chandas jyotisham astronomy astrology prasadi literature everything narada is a great writer he wrote these bhakti sutras wonderful he knew everything he knew everything and you know and then um, sanat kumara threw his head back and laughed why did sanat kumara the teacher laughed the teacher laughed because he said narada you think you know everything but you don't know nothing you know a lot of nothing so if you know a lot of nothing how much do you know mm-hmm. nothing by contrast if you know a little bit of nothing how much do you know still you know nothing correct yeah so therefore the self knowledge becomes very important because that is the, the self alone in the form of that limitless consciousness is upholding everything and if i don't know this bandha if i know this moksha yeah but how can knowledge give moksha because the bandha is a notion bondage is a notion it's not a notion it's a notion correct yeah there is no place for this notion that knowledge reveals that there is no place for this notion so therefore the bandha turns into moksha <coughs> but bandha is also mithya moksha is also mithya guru is mithya shishya is mithya and in this mithya paradoxy the satyam is gain this is a big paradox so we create a mithya duality between teacher and taught to show that the teacher and the taught are non separate teacher taught bhagavan and the subject matter which is the of the teacher and the of the teacher is what bhagavan you so the teacher cannot say you are bhagavan without the teacher themselves saying i am bhagavan correct yeah so therefore there is all that is there is this consciousness manifest as jiva manifest as bhagavan manifest as bound manifest as free as though manifest like even the world the clay world is manifest sometimes as pot sometimes as 
you know, figure, sometimes as cup, sometimes as saucer. This is what the whole thing is, correct? And we, I, I think it was in this Upanishad only, earlier we had the conversation between the cup and the saucer, yeah? Was it in this Upanishad? Yeah, the cup, you know, and the saucer, because the cup doesn't know I am, you know, I am the whole. And so what does it do? It wants to become saucer because it feels the saucer has a nice gilded border and it wants to be just like the saucer because you just rinse the saucer and put it and then you know it thinks it wants to be the saucer saucer meanwhile has only uh, its own problem what is the problem i don't have job satisfaction saucer prays to bhagwan next time please make me chaucer or who is chaucer <laughs> You know, the, 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 the parent of, uh, one of the parents of English literature. So saucer wants to become saucer, cup wants to become saucer. Cup thinks saucer is very saucy and you know, and, and is very sassy and I, I don't have anything here. Like this, the whole thing continues because of this identification. The self alone is to be known, is very clear from this particular, you know, thing where he says, Tad Brahma Ahamasmi. And iti jnatva, knowing this, what happens? Sarva bandhaihi pramuchyate is free from all kinds of bondages. What are the kinds of bondages? Yeah, but what? How do? How? How is the samsara manifest? What kind of bondages do we have? Huh? Karma. Karma. What kind? Three kinds of karma. What are they? Prarabdha karma, agami karma, and sanchita. Sanchita means the, the the all the karma standing in the account of this fellow. And the, the the understanding is, if they are, you know, if one has had a human-like life anywhere, in any incarnation in you know human like life where one is responsible for one's actions where one has the gift of the free will then you have enough karma to last endless number of lifetimes so this is like a big ball of pizza dough in the freezer correct yeah in in chitragupta's freezer yeah it's a frozen bank account <laughs> you cannot touch it <laughs> it's a huge mass of karma that one has a mast, yes. And then every lifetime, a piece is broken off and an appropriate, you know, kind of incarnation is, 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 is you know, given to that. That's why you, you have the pizza with the thin crust, then you have ones with thick crust, then you have something with, you know, so many layers in that, and then you have small size, some of them come in small size, correct? Yeah. Just for one, enough for one person. Yeah. That, what they say in this country, one person, the whole family eats in India. <laughs> really. <laughs> the portions are really enormous in this country. So then that one person size is there. You know, 10 inches or whatever they call. Then there is, you know, medium. Then there is large. And then there is XXL. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, big one. And then there is two for the price of one twin, you know, that is another karma, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you say you buy one, you get one free. Like this, there are so many 
various kinds of what can I say karmas that are there so what one gets depends on that which is broken off is that is in that lifetime that is the karmas to be exhausted so the fate of the pizza also depends on, on, on its karma correct sometimes what happens sometimes people will eat one piece and throw away the rest it is a, its karma is to go to raccoon you know raccoon karma this pizza had because it goes away and then all the raccoons come and uh, you know dismantle the garbage at night because they are smelling it and then they eat it another pizza gets straight away put in the freezer because you know you don't need it right now you need it six months later so there it is it is got a long shelf life and then another pizza is just uh, you know kept in the fr fridge forgotten 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 and then cut up into pieces and refurbished into something else put in the casserole and made sounds horrible but anyhow so and refurbished into something else correct so like this each jiva has something but unlike the pizza the jiva is a is a if if they have a human life they are also collecting karma correct each time you do something that is called agami karma yeah you are collecting karma both punya and papa and so therefore that goes back again to sanchita and so this is an endless bandha and since thankfully the karma is mithya because the karta is mithya the doer is mithya when the doer is falsified in the wake of the knowledge the inhabitor of the three states and in the three states whatever I do is all falsified in the wake of the understanding that the self alone is and nothing else there is nothing other than the self the fear subsides because there is nothing other than me to get afraid of so even if I do a sliver of difference between myself and the other fear comes but there is nothing there is no second so where is the fear there is no fear and so this is what Ashwalaina is saying and then he uh, talks about this further. Trishudhamasu yad bhogyam Trishudhamasu yad bhogyam Gokta bhogascha yad bhavet Gokta bhogascha yad bhavet Tebhyo vilakshana sakshi Tebhyo vilakshana sakshi Chinmatroham sadashivaha Chinmatroham sadashivaha Yeah, so oh, Trishudhamasu in the three abodes see even he is calling it abode what is which abode are we talking about sleep, sleep dream sleep. and waking they are really to be seen as temporary abodes for the eye that is as though visiting the abodes yeah trishudhamasu you know plural locative case in the three abodes yat bhogyam that which is to be enjoyed, to be consumed, to be experienced, bhogta, and the experiencer, bhogascha, and the, um, you know, the, the process of enjoyment, the process of experience, the experience itself. So, this threefold difference between bhogta, bhoga, and bhogyam, experiencer, experience, and the objects of experience, yad bhavet, what all may be there. Tebhyaha, out of all of them, vilakshanaha, vilakshanaha means viparita lakshanaha, you have to take it, the V as separate. Um, very completely different from all of them, I am, who is this I? The Atma here, I am, who is this I? Sakshi, 
the witness of all these three states, the witness of the bhoga, the witness of the bhogta, the witness of the bhogya vastu I am. Very beautiful. And chin, who is this I? Chinmatraha. Chinmatroham. I am consciousness itself. Sadashivaha. Always pure. Always untouched by the objects of enjoyment. Untouched by morphing as it were into the subject of enjoyment. Untouched completely by the enjoyment or the unhappiness experience itself. So the one that is always untouched is I. Very beautiful. This, these are all very wonderful verses to repeat. Even if you don't know the meaning, they will bring a good, uh, you know, good calmness. Especially when one is disturbed, these are the thing, uh, things to re repeat. Trishudhamasu yad bhogyam. In the three states, that which is all the three states, uh, three abodes, sleeper, waker, dreamer, they have a certain things to be enjoyed, correct? Like in the timeshare condominiums, in one of them they give, they, they give free food, you know, like the fridge is stocked, all you have to do is cook. And so that is a bhogya, that is a, that is a bhoga there, that is the enjoyment there. And in the other one, they have free passes to, to the beach or to wherever you want to go or you want to play golf, they have free passes, you don't have to pay for the attractions, free passes, you know, in, in one of them. That is the bhogya vastu in the second condominium. And in the third one, it is just some other things. You don't pay the utilities. You don't do some, if you buy some time, you can get some more time free like this, you know. So in each of these condominiums, there are certain bhogya vastus. What are bhogya vastus? Objects to be enjoyed, correct? Because they are in different places. They have different attractions. And to make the timeshare attractive, the owners of the condominiums will throw in a few free things, you know. And they will throw in a few three, free things so that you feel like you are getting your money's worth even when you are not. Bhogya vastus, which one gets very used to enjoying each time when one goes there. You know, they may have some passes to some, you know, ferry rides or some, they may have some, you know, some uh, free something. Uh, and then free restaurant, you can go and have... Uh, you know, uh, one free entree in the local restaurant, very highly valued restaurant. So like this, they make it more attractive. So when you go there, then your status is in vis-a-vis -vis the objects of, vis-a-vis uh, -vis the bhogya vastu also undergoes a shift, correct? In, in relation to the objects of experience, who, what do you become? The experiencer, you gain the status of an experiencer, but that status is only vis-a-vis -vis the objects of experience, correct? Yeah. When the objects of experience are not there, you are not no longer the experiencer. So the experiencer is a superimposition as it were, a mithya superimposition upon the satyam I, which, which, which is free of all superimposition. So it's an as though status that the Atma assumes. Just like you assume a status of being the experiencer when you go to this particular timeshare and enjoy the, 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 the various resources that the timeshare has provided in the form of free or passes or discounts to various attractions, correct? So in relation to these objects of attractions, you become the experiencer, correct? Yeah. And when things don't go well, 
you take the coupon and you are all ready and you go and dine at the wonderful restaurant only to find that the coupon was expired and you didn't look at it somebody had kept it on the table when you came you were so excited to go to this restaurant and then so you run up a three figure bill because it happens to be the most expensive restaurant in that whole town so then also you are an experiencer correct what are you the experiencer of loss and dukha that is what you are so first sukha on seeing the coupon you know and then also there was some sukha because you didn't uh, you didn't know this until you took out the coupon at the end of the meal so the meal also gave lot of sukha and then that sukha quickly turned to dukha so regardless you are still identified as an experience correct so that is bhog bhogta so bhogta is different in three states just like in different time shares there are different uh, objects of enjoyment so the bhogta different kinds of bhogta is evoked based on the objects of enjoyment similarly in the three states there are different bhogya vastu correct yeah bhogya vastuni are different like in the waking state it's it's a mishra correct it's a mixed bag in the waking state the objects of enjoyment have an illusory quality because they are always separate from you and you keep trying to buy them you buy into them you keep try to own them you keep trying to become one with them and then that oneness seems extremely temporary correct yeah so this is in the waking state in the dream state also is a just a carbon copy as a rock copy of the waking state except the the both the bhog bhogta and the bhogya vastu the enjoyer and the objects of enjoyment are both very clear clearly coming out of that same consciousness which is you of course you don't know that in the moment that's why you have nightmares you get scared in the dream itself because you don't know that you only know that later on correct so that dream and the the dream and the waking state are exactly alike because in the dream you also have you know what is that the, the objects of enjoyment are mitigated by two you know adjectives sukha and dukha so those that give you sukha those that make you unhappy so the objects of enjoyment in both dream and waking are exactly alike and then what happens in deep sleep unbridled enjoyment yeah unbridled enjoyment sadly you are not there bhogta is not there <laughs> <laughs> bhogta has is doesn't understand i am bhogta because there is no the mind has gone into a causal state so the sleep becomes oneness because the bhogta is not there the bhogta is not there to complain the bhogta is not there to enjoy bhogta means experiencer so the experiencer cannot complain neither can the experiencer enjoy anything and this sleep state is very interesting because there is no bhogta and what is there is there any bhogya vastu other than the bhogta no there is no object of enjoyment there is no separate subject of enjoyment but there is enjoyment correct ah. how do you know that sleep is enjoyable because nobody wants to wake up yeah that's why they have new new kinds of alarm clocks you know i was i heard of one recently that when you try to it rings in a very shrill and horrible manner we are going back to the alarm clock of the 60s now after all these 
you know, sophisticated beep beeps and everything that we have now. Now it rings very shrilly. And then, you know, you're half asleep and you're going on the bedside. Everybody has one table. So you're feeling on the bedside table and trying to shut the stupid thing off. And you know what it does? It runs away from you. It is designed to roll off the, be the, the, the table and run into the other room. But not stop ringing. <laughs> that is the thing. Very shrill sound. So what does that force you to do? Wake up, yeah. And why do they need such kind of alarm clock? Because nobody wants to wake up. Thereby validating what the Upanishad says. <laughs> that this is an unmitigated enjoyment. And whereas in the other two states, the enjoyment is mitigated by the interfering bhokta. The, the bhokta is interfering and says, what is that? How does this taste? I want this. I don't want this. The bhokta, meaning this, this, this bundle of ragadveshas is the bhokta. And this bundle of ragadveshas sifts through the object of enjoyment. And therefore, the enjoyment is always mitigated by dukkha. It is not an unmitigated happiness. Why? Because one's own moods, you know, one's own mood makes one brood. That's all it is. Yeah. This moody, broody person, you know, assumes the bhokta because the person is awake and awake to the ragadveshas, awake to the various things and then awake to the, 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 the feeling I am not uh, satisfied, uh, identified with the feeling I am insecure, awake to the insecurity, awake to the objects of enjoyment and then the subject is a very sad subject full of fear, full of pain, full of sorrow and so the waking and the dream state states are marred by a mitigated enjoyment and enjoyment within quotes a mitigated experience of sukha and dukkha mitigated by one's own ragadveshas the bhokta interferes in the bhogya bhogya vastu and also in the bhoga itself so the bhokta the the the, the experiencer interferes the mental construct of the experiencer interferes constantly in the enjoyment itself, in the object and the subject of the enjoyment. The, it all constantly interferes in the process of the enjoyment, in what is enjoyed, how much I can enjoy. Therefore, even if the whole world's, you know, the best food in the all the world is put in front of you and if your mood is sad, you are not going to be able to enjoy it. And we saw this in the Panchadashi. Correct? And so that's what is this is this is jnanam to understand that each state has its own setup of what is there to be enjoyed. And I go there as a guest. And I and if I know that I am a guest, I enjoy everything. But if I let the ragadveshas change me, change my status from guest to pest, then everything you know becomes an object of sorrow. The idea is to remain a guest. Don't cross that fine line from guest to pest. So when does the guest become a pest? When the person overstays. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When, when you know you... <laughs> and in India, we have a very funny scenario. You know, you're not supposed to ask how long you have come for. Yeah. When somebody says, I'm coming, you don't say, oh, you're coming for the weekend? This is considered extremely rude. Yeah. You don't ask. How long you are going to come for is an extremely rude question. You are not supposed to ask. And you are not supposed to ask when are you going. That's terribly rude. 
Oh, that is just horribly rude. But then the host wants to know, correct? Yeah. We want to know how, how long to put up with this fellow, correct? Yeah. Are we talking of days? Are we talking of hours? What are we talking about? So the host has their own way of going around the question. Yeah. First, uh, you know, the host is very optimistic in the beginning. So first the host says, make yourself feel at home. Our home is your home. Our home is your home. Make yourself feel at home. You just have a carry-on, right? And then the <laughs> this is optimism. <laughs> carry-on means you'll just bring, you know, how many clothes will fit? Two, three days worth of clothes. Carry-on means, you know, yeah. Maybe you can stretch it to four days, long weekend, that's all. So you just have a carry-on, right? Let me help you. And the guest says, no, I, <laughs> I have brought four suitcases. <laughs> In this day of paying $25 for every suitcase, this guest has come with four, four suitcases. And then already the, the host's heart has sunk to the stomach. You know, <laughs> you know. And then, so then the, 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 and then the host again tries to be slightly optimistic and says, tries another tack, you know, because we have this lunar calendar. And then we say that, you know, it's too bad you're not staying until, you know, it's too bad that, that you're not staying until the next Ekadashi, because the next Ekadashi, Ekadashi is the 11th day of the waxing or the waning moon, so considered a holy day. And so next Ekadashi, it's also a holy day for doing so many things, you know, yeah, like functions in the house and all. Next Ekadashi is the, our, you know, engagement for our son or daughter, wish you were staying, you know, it would have been lovely since you had already come, I wish you were staying. And the guest obliges by saying, I was not planning to leave. <laughs> next Ekadashi, I'm not planning to leave. Then you try another tack, because then you look at the next festival that is around after next Ekadashi. You know, then you say, okay, this Chaturdashi, Naraka Chaturdashi, which is the Deepavali the day. So by, uh, you know, I wish, oh, that's too bad. We'll really miss you because now the host is trying to drop some hints. We'll really miss you because you won't be staying for Deepavali. And the guest says, now guest now turned into pest says, I'm, I'm staying for Deepavali also. So when does the guest turn into pest? When you overstay your the hospitality, correct? Yeah. When you have worn out the carpet of hospitality, when the carpet of hospitality becomes threadbare, the guest turns into pest, correct? And the other reason, okay, you may not stay for very long, but when does the guest turn into pest? When they take, uh, when they take for granted the privileges accorded to a guest, right? When those privileges are abused, then they, you, you become a pest. And so you have to understand that when the guest offers all the things in the house for you to use, you should not take that literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please make use of the car. Doesn't mean that, you know, just before the host has to go to office, you have taken the car for the spin, you know. Please make use of the car ha has a fine print. What is that? When I am not using it and after asking, you know, doesn't mean that if somebody says, here are the car keys, please make use of the car. Doesn't mean that just when they are getting ready to go, you take the car out for like five hours. That is when you become a pest. You abuse what are called privileges. And the privileges are best not just abused, but not even used. 
let the privilege be a privilege yeah that is the thing so that's why people are ready to offer you anything because you don't use you know people offer you everything because you don't use anything the moment you start to use things then people will stop offering you 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 see this even in your own uh, circle of friends and relatives so you have to keep it at the level of let this be an offering that is why bhagavan is the smartest of us all you offer 108 modakams how many come back after the offering full 108 you can take account if lord ganesha says oh i think the, i'm going to have all of them and leave them one nobody will make 108 starting the next day yeah devaha paroksha priyaha bhagwan is satisfied just remotely just by the thought of you offering the person is pleased bhagwan is pleased why because bhagwan has self knowledge and bhagwan is pleased being themselves so anything that is offered is a plus the offer itself is pleasing you don't have to make use of the offering correct so too if you are a guest in these three abodes of sleeper waker dreamer then how do you have to inhabit the waking state like a guest yeah you don't say mine 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 and take everything <laughs> you know you don't stockpile all the things mine 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 so in the waking state you clutch everybody has their fist like this and in the sleeping state you let go <laughs> that's what it is and that's what there is a jewish saying you know uh, one of the, uh, the when i went to israel the, the chief rabbi told me this they say, they, they say that everybody comes into the world an insecure person and the baby when it is born has its fist tightly closed it doesn't want to it symbolizes that the jiva i'm i'm just giving a vedantic in, interpretation of what they it symbolizes that the jiva has been holding on for such a long time holding on to all the things trying to make itself more secure and then what at the end of the life everybody dies like this the rabbi says everybody is born like this and dies open handed meaning there is nothing more you know nothing to hold on to that should be the and the rabbi said that should be the the life line the life journey of the person is that you come insecure and they and then you go out completely in a you know in a state of surrender knowing that there is nothing to hold on to so so like that you know this when you go to each when you visit each state it should be like visiting sleep where you are not holding on to anything ah so the you know somebody asked what is the difference between samadhi you know and sleep there is only one difference in samadhi you do not snore that's all. that's all there is the difference yeah that's all there is the difference there is no other difference so where one is awake cognitively awake to being a guest in any situation and and when you go to somebody's house the care that you take to not be a responsibility on them to take care of yourself to be a pleasant guest so that by your visit they are also you know fulfilled you have given them some joy by your visit you don't become a liability you don't say i want this i want here take me here take me there all the time you know so that they are so relieved when you go no you give them joy so too you inhabit the waking state 
you know, with your own joy, which is infectious. The joy of Ignani is an infectious joy. It influences everybody around. So like the guest, you inhabit you, the waker. The waker is a guest. Waking world is a guest. You inhabit, alert, awake, alive and free of, totally free of all kinds of limitations. You, you do not become a pest. When do you become a pest? When you stay wrongly, when the privileges, including desire, desiring is a privilege. This is what the Bhagavad Gita says. Desire is a pri privilege and if it is abused, it gives sorrow. Any privilege when it's abused, it, it causes distress and sorrow, fear and sorrow. And this if one remembers, one is forever blessed. And so the whole waking state, the entire dream state, the entire t the, uh, sleep state is to be inhabited with the finesse of the guest. So you enjoy all the objects of enjoyments while knowing they don't belong to you. Ah, that is the beauty of being a guest. You're not responsible for anything. Nothing belongs to you. You don't cling to anything. You don't hold on to anything. You enjoy it as though you're every day, the waking state you convert into a holiday. This is my holiday today. It's a holy day. Yeah, that's what it is. Every holiday is a holy day because today I'm enjoying everything, you know, by letting go. This is what I learned and this is what Ashvalayana has learned here and he is repeating that Trishudhamasu yad bhogyam bhogta you know bhogascha yad bhaved all the objects of enjoyment the subject of enjoyment the experience experience experiencer process of experiencing are all just a projection of the Atma that's all and and tebhyo vilakshanaha aham I am separate from all that who is this I? Sakshi, the witness of the states, not the state itself. The one who doesn't get into any state, that is what I am. And who is that? Chit matraha, that is I am consciousness alone. Matra means alone. Matrach, there is a uh, suffix. So I, I, I alone am, it's, it's added for emphasis, chin matroham. And who is this? Sadashivaha, ever pure, ever unafflicted by any of the states, totally free of all states. Mayeva sakalam jatam, Mayeva sakalam jatam, Mai sarvam pratishthitam, Mai sarvam layam yati, Tad brahmadvayam asmyaham, we will see this after a short 10 minute break. Yeah.